Micro Comedy Podcast. Yeah, Open Micro Comedy Podcast number uh, 11, 12? I don't know. I don't I care. Think 12. You, shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't keep numbers. <laughs> never count, never count. You'll always yeah. lose track. Always. Yeah. Or you, you, somewhere. We're, not, we're, somewhere we're not accountants, Gene. <laughs> we're somewhere in the teen area. You know, we, we've done we've yeah. done a dozen. I, I think we'd, we're doing a dozen. That's, that's okay, good. Well, that's an accomplishment, let's man. Let's make sure there's over 18, okay? Because we want to make this legal. Okay? Yeah, well, if you want to no fuck one. my podcast, you got to wait till we hit episode number 18. And please wear a condom because yeah. stuff can get kind of nasty. And the, the whole 18 thing is so random, you know? Like, it is. There, there's 17-year-olds that you would fuck, you know? Yes. For all well, there's 12-year-olds that you would, you know like to no, not 12, fuck. 12, no, no, yeah 12 you 12 you wouldn't no. I mean, that, that's a definite no right? right but 18 is a random fucking number right it doesn't make any sense yeah well it does make sense i mean if you if you, you think have, about because you numbers. have to have some kind of a cutoff right but they should have like a test like uh can you fuck me test you know like a government test where like you take this test if you pass it then people can fuck you if you fail the test then you're too stupid to be fucked because essentially that's what it is, right? Like well, 18 is the number uh-huh. when you have to, you're, you're intelligent enough to make your own decisions to let people put a dick in you. Well, I think that the presidents uh, will be the, I, I guess, the adjusters of that because uh-huh. a lot of them have done that. I mean, they have right. been sort of like the, 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 I guess the, I would say the pre- presidential figure of making sure that people who fuck are able to do it, but they just can't get away with it. That's the problem. They haven't been yeah, you gotta. I mean, I, I, that's if I if I was a politician, that's what I would run on. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> are you like, serious? No more age limits. Like, I, mean, I don't. Still, no, no, no. Still age like, you still have to have age limits, but like, um, not random age limits. Like, once you turn like sixteen or something, you take a test. If you pass the test, people can fuck you. You know? I, um, if you don't pass the test, why don't you make it a round I'm, number? I'm, I'm I think go- you should make it a round number. Yeah, I, I want to make it a prime number. Yeah, <laughs> I'm divisible. gonna be the 17, contrarian you know? here uh, <laughs> and. Uh, so so Roy Moore didn't win. Like, uh, yeah, but he was fucking like not, he was fucking um, like fourteen. That's like too young. That's all I'm saying is young. like when it comes to the media and how um, you know the age of consent is portrayed, they will always take like you're a pedophile position. I know exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, like that's why that that rule will never be changed because nobody wants to take that cause up. Yes, yeah, it's not about age. You, you can't take the cause of taboo it's, subject. Is it it's worth be, be, being that brave? Like yeah. you will, you will be crucified. I'm telling you, man. There's 21 year olds that are too stupid to be fucked. There are, man. They exist. Yeah. They would I, not pass that test. I've seen them. Those are the same ones that you interview and you ask them, "Who do you think the fifth president or the wh- what president was was Abraham Lincoln?" I had one tell me, "Dude, he's like the fifth president." And I said, "What was your reasoning for that? What 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 makes you think that?" But she'll never be old enough. Right. Her <laughs> was reasoning it, was, it was interesting. Person? She was said, it a "Female." It was a female. It was a, it was a female. Okay. It was a female. And uh, she said to me, "She said, well, duh, he was like the fifth president." I said, "What was your reasoning?" She said, "Well, because like, dude, if George Washington was a first president, he's on the one dollar bill." And she left it just like that and looked at me <laughs> as if I was the idiot. <laughs> That makes perfect sense. And and you have to just turn and walk away. You you, you realize there's no rational reason. You do do interviews. Yeah. Oh, so you know my pain, man. You you. know my pain because I do interviews. And every time Uh I do interviews, it really just makes me lose hope in the world. (laughs) You know, like these are the people that are out there. These are the people that are looking for jobs. Mm -hmm. But anyways, before we continue on with interviews, because we want to talk about fucking interviews. All right. Uh, I want to introduce you, man. I want to introduce this. 
sexy black man voice that you're hearing. You're damn um, right. Yeah. <laughs> damn. Can you, can you just use that voice? Yeah. Can you, can you just <laughs> talk like Isaac Hayes for the rest of the show? Show you right. <laughs> oh, man. But this man is Kelly Swanson. Yes, I am. Son Kelly of a swan. Son of a swan. Uh, how, did, how did we meet, Kelly? What was your first impression of, uh, of me? My first introduction to you, the Jamester, was during a comedy class hosted by the wonderful Jerry Corley. It was the uh, stand-up comedy clinic in Burbank. And I remember you walking into the class. It was a Tuesday night class, one of the most electrifying classes that I've ever experienced. This, this had it's a the, pretty damn fun class. It was a yes. Oh, my God. Yes. The, the energy that existed. And a lot of good night. comedians in that class. Beautiful. And yeah. everyone had a different, different vibe, different different attitude but it all it gelled mm-hmm. yeah the class just yeah. gelled and everybody was friends with everybody in that class exactly and we're all i mean we're like the united colors of benetton in that class except for that improv guy fuck improv what uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that true. one fucking that's improv kid. guy he, he just quit he quit <laughs> what was his name what was, what, what his, was name his name was dave 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 the improv guy yeah yeah, yeah he lasted for like a good 10 because, like, minutes. I don't know, improv guys always have it hard in stand-up. I don't know why. Well, because they're always dependent on the rest of the team. They're oh, always, yeah, I yeah. didn't think yeah. about that. Yeah. And plus, yeah. they're so personality-based, and, like, there's not much writing behind it. Co- comedy, I think, is a, is a writer's pursuit. You know, you have to have kind of an like introverted, kind of a writerly kind of mentality, I feel yeah. like. You, you have know? to be able to write is a yeah. one, one of the re- prerequisites. And me being, like, a middle child... Growing up in the San Fernando Valley and playing games, I, writing was not one of my fortes. Right. Um, so I figure this is one of the things that before I die, I want to be able to write a complete sentence mm-hmm. and make somebody laugh. That's my ultimate goal. Well, you've done that in way more now. Oh, yeah. Right. But I mean, if you like, I, I'd say uh, comedians you can categorize. You can categorize comedians in a lot of different ways, but uh, what are the what are the ones that is most obvious? Is like personality based comedians. Versus like very writerly comedians, you know, and the, and the best of them do both, right? Right. But uh, like especially starting out, you can really tell which ones are the, the per- personality based and which ones are the writerly ones. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you're one of the more personality based ones, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's one of the things uh, in focusing on where I want to go with my comedy is finding out, am I a story based? Do I tell stories? Do I tell anecdotes? Do I tell, am I a political? Yes. Uh, no, so, no, no political. Yes with the story. Your stories are fucking awesome. Yeah, your stories Every time awesome. you tell stories yeah. and you can like stick to the story throughout the whole thing, like it's fucking awesome. You know, it's great. Oh, wonderful yeah. thank yeah. you thank you because i'll throw like one one or two like trump jokes in there and i get like a, uh, 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 it, it's tough the trump jokes right. are tough man it just well, there's you know. there's they're so abundant and like everybody's doing it so you know that exactly if everybody's you say something it. it's like oh i heard someone so say this so right. you're like always trying to catch up and yeah. not say the same thing and there is a kind of dread associated with trump anything trump uh, related it just makes you feel like like stupid and like horrible and like you know ha- hatred you know i don't think it's even <laughs> brings that, that up like yeah. it's it's more that like comedians are so contrarian that like just bringing up trump is like automatically like like oh yeah. like we've heard this before mm-hmm. like <laughs> and most of the people who are attending comedy shows tend to lean left so there's like you feel like for oh, sure yeah. that's gonna be your base that's you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get a oh yeah good you got him type mm-hmm. of it's especially here yeah yeah, yeah like, in, in los angeles yeah, where try we're doing at. that in like montana i don't know how that's gonna work yeah probably not you need like really. gun jokes you yeah know? well you need like people Damn liberals you, you need people in the audience and i don't think there's like <laughs> how many people are in montana i love montana too. 
Dude, you're set to a Whoa, mountain. Montana. <laughs> You've been to Montana? I have a I have a relative who's in Montana. Really? Yeah. What's I, in Montana? Montana, it seems like there would be mount, relative, mountains. My relative's in Montana. Oh, that's man. it. That's Didn't it. the Unabomber work from there? Like Yeah. Well he he outsourced, I think. Uh he he he, he outsourced? Based, oh, yeah. He, he oh, hired, yeah. So every time you call the Unabomber, he'd be like, Hello, can I help you? <laughs> just restart. Just restart. That's, that's completely just contrary to cut his the blue like, cord. Like, yeah, cut like, the blue cord. <laughs> Turn the bomb off and turn it back on again. Wait ten seconds. <laughs> if you can't get me, then you fucked up. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Alex, well, I feel like Montana uh, has a lot of mountains in it. Yes, uh, but not because I, I I know that there's mountains in there. Because the word Montana, Montana. it sounds like the it sounds like mountain. You yes, know, like one road so leading through all the mountains. Oh, really? So there's a lot of mon- mountains in Montana. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, well, I got that right. Deer. What kind of animals would exist? There's a buzzing. Um, is, is Brokeback Mountain a real place? Uh, well, no. I think oh, it's Brokeback not. Mountain it's is a fictional a, location. It's an idea. No. <laughs> it's an idea. I like I'm that look that you gave Maximo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are watching, um, <laughs> watching the, the uh, podcast, is uh, I gave him a one eyebrow arch type of deal. You know, when you have yeah, a, the rock, you give them the, the one of the rock, rock looks. You know, you who, has, you know who has very well defined eyebrows is uh, Ronald McDonald. Did he? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember. I, 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 he's yeah. probably dead. No, Ronald lives. He still lives. Ronald's like I think that's black, another Ronald. Ronald is like the Black he, Panther, he okay? Like, he just like he, is he's like nah. generation by they, generation. They replaced, they replaced that. Like, just like they replaced the Donald Duck guy voice. They, I'm sure they replaced I actually fucking, met him. The, what the replacement Donald no, Duck? No, the, the real Donald the Duck. Real... He comes into my job like. Really? Well, I've oh. seen him like twice, but yeah, he. But he's the, he replaced the old Donald Duck, right? No, I. The guy is the original. The original. That's... Wow, he must be ancient. I know he must be so fucking old. Well, yeah, I mean he's basically a dust. He, they roll him in. Like, right. <laughs> they roll him in. <laughs> he's just he, in a he's in a carpet, and they just carpet, roll up yes, the carpet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he pops out. He says, wah, 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 and he "I want a corned beef sandwich." Right, here you go. I'll, I'll liquefy it for you. I don't know how it works, but um, yeah. But yeah, Ronald McDonald. He's a very unique character. And I remember when when I was young, we had this one McDonald's that was right around the corner from our house. And of course, back in those days, when like meat was real, the biggest thing would be, you know, can I get a quarter pound of cheese? And to us, the quarter pound of cheese was like the most. It was a, the most exquisite. Luxurious item in the world. Not when you were young, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was like maybe eight or nine or something like that. Okay, it was a big deal to get a quarter pound of cheese. Really? What? Why? Well, you you haven't lived my life, so to uh-huh. understand the little things that make my life. Is it, is it like that Eddie Murphy skit? Uh, what was it? Oh, the, the ice cream. The yeah. ice cream. You got no ice cream. You got no ice cream. And then cream. his mom makes him a hamburger, <laughs> but instead of like a McDonald's hamburger, it's like on sourdough and it, the greases. No, well, sourdough, that was a bread. I'd never even heard of sourdough when I was a kid. It was uh, white bread. It was Wonder Bread. Was what, Wonder yeah, Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread. And then yeah. there was top, there was ramen, ramen with the split down the middle, and they put the butter. There was a commercial. Oh, man. They was, put yeah. the split, and the butter would melt into I was like, that is luxurious. You know? <laughs> That's crazy, I was, man. I want butter down we got to talk about your child. We gotta talk about your. Yeah. We got a lot of things to talk about, dude. Yeah. How long is this podcast, dude? We've been here for hours. Hour. Now understand, my childhood was uh, very. I had a good childhood. Okay, I didn't <laughs> see. That's the whole thing about comedy. Every every black comedian's got this rough story. You know, I was born. In this, it's like, dude, I had a good childhood. My dad was a CHP. My dad was a California Highway Patrol. Okay, he was a black man, so he yeah. was like the original chocolate chip. You know, to me. <laughs> um, 
but like my mom and dad. I remember that show. That show was fucking awesome, man. Yeah, but if you look at it now, and they like show the boots and they show the gun and then show the thing. It's very, it's very gay. It it seems like they were fucking each other. They were, dude. They were definitely fucking each other. Yeah, on the bikes too. Uh, Like in the they were fucking on the bikes. Well, you don't see that because Uh, it was G rated. But yeah, (laughs) Ponch and John. Yeah. Paunch, Paunch was the the bottom because it's it's like a pouch, right? Paunch, pouch. I never he's, thought he's of Paunch dick. being on the bottom. I never thought of Paunch. Paunch was Paunch was the Eric Estrada or he was the white he guy. He was Eric Estrada. Okay, Ponch. so Paunch was the top guy then. You think? Ponch was, well, at that time, well, John was. Um, I think John was the character's name. He was the top guy because he was you know the white guy and he kind of ruled everything. But Paunch was he was he was the blood. He was the uh-huh. he was the one that you wanted to be on top. You know, if you, <laughs> if you ever had like one of those dreams where you know what, doggone it, Ponch, just take control. You know, lead the oh, bike. Oh, you know, like okay. Uh, so our guest last week had a term for that, a, a power bottom. Yeah, power bottom. A power bottom is a bottom that like works. You know, like is they it just like, like a power work. bar, like a power bar bottom, or no, 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 just, no, no. just a, they call it a power bottom, right? And okay. it's it's like a regular bottom who's like not passive and it's like works for an that active bottom. Yeah, an act. They work. They oh. work it. Well, yeah, they move back time. and forth and shit. All right, and the you top know? is just receiving the action. And no, 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 the, the top is the one that's fucking. The bottom is the one on the bottom. Yeah, they're making the bottom the is receiving. Mans, like in, the, you know? in a bitchy kind of way. It's like, oh. like, come on, that's not fast enough for. Oh, they get they like get the commands, and the bottom was doing all the receive. Well, that yeah. sort of lends to the whole, you know, um, you know, slave migrant mentality. You know the. Top guys. Oh my God! See, and that's where it all comes around. What are you saying? Slaves are all power bottoms? Is that what you're saying? I think so. I think the bottom (laughs) of the power is. You heard it here first. Exactly. All slaves were power bottoms. Honestly, don't know what I just stepped into, but it sounds like I just made a very. That's a pretty good bit, man. I like that. (laughs) Power bottom slave movement. Yes. Yeah. There must have been some some slave masters who like fucked their slaves a, in the butt, like gay slave masters. There's got to be, right? That's had to have happened. That had to have happened. Listen, I apologize. The NAACP, <laughs> Rachel Dolzar, if you're out there still, if you're still running things, you're gonna I'm get a sorry. warning. You're gonna get a warning on your black card. You're gonna get a little. Yeah. Know, red stamp warning. It's the, you know, it's, it's kind of like that uh, Back to the Future. You know, when you look at the card and things start disappearing, like yeah, yeah. Said, yeah it starts getting whiter and whiter. Oh no! <laughs> it's like you no longer like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no! Ebonics, ability is gone. You're taking my chicken. You're taking my chicken, please. Now I well, let, let, let's let's do this gay thing with uh, other other shows like uh, like Fred Mertz and Ricky Ricardo. Who's the top and who's the bottom? Dude. Oh, jeez, wow. that's that's a hard question. That I is... would say Ricky seems like the top. Ricky seems like the top. Yeah. You think Fred would take it in the butt though? Uh, like he he's would take it, but he guy. would be complaining the entire time. <laughs> he'd be, like, he'd be a bottom, but he'd be complaining. <laughs> do you, he would. He would be That's complaining. That's exactly the how it would happen. Like, yeah. like, I mean, think Ricky about Ricardo's it. type A as fuck. You know? <laughs> but he's also like flashy. He dresses well. He combs his hair and shit. You know, exactly. Fred Mertz. Yeah, Fred, Fred Mertz is like a dude. Dude, he doesn't you know? have hair, so he has nothing to worry about. You know, mm-hmm. his thing was just keeping it shiny. You know, it wasn't about you know the whole gel and keeping it nice and coiffed. He was just like, dude, I'm on the bottom. I got a little yeah, pooch yeah. belly. I'm, 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 I'm just about to work. About he's to work. too lazy to be a top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to be pretty type A. Right, other, other TV uh, couples uh, or, or dudes. Oh, Bert and huh? Ernie. Like, 
Bert, Bert and Ernie. That's that is a tired subject because we all Ernie. know who's the top and bottom. Yeah. Of that. Okay, who yeah. who is it? Because I'm not. I don't. I don't know the two characters Bert, very well. But you don't. Yeah, well, which Bert one? Which one is Bert? The Bert's the banana. Oh, okay, yeah. he's the one with the super super large. Uh, he's the yellow one. He's a, he's the long slender one. Yeah, the long one with the with yeah. the always oh, freaked out. He always looks freaked out, right? Yeah, he's the neurotic one. Okay, yeah. and Ernie. Ernie is just like laid yeah. back, chill. Uh, he's like, oh, hey man, Bert, just take it, just take it, Bert. Yeah, that's why he has so much anxiety because he has to worry about dicks. In his exactly. ass every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Getting from peeled, getting peeled. I mean, he's getting peeled every <laughs> single day. In a way, Bert is a really lucky guy, uh, right? Because mm-hmm. he's just a curmudgeon, right? <laughs> he's that old man <laughs> that just gets mad at all the kids for leaving, you know, get out of my room, you fucking kids. Yeah. And Ernie's just like, come on over, kids. We can have some cake. We're cool. You know? <laughs> This is the funnest game ever, man. Who are okay? Who are other? Gotta keep playing the dudes. Like okay, so um, um, now you got to think. Okay, Barney and Fred. Barney and Fred. Oh wow, that uh, is a deep that's one. That's so easy. That's Stone Age. Like, that's Stone think, Age uh, sex. Right wait, there. what? Barney Fred and the top. Barney and Fred. What? Who's, who's Barney and Fred? Oh, Flintstones. Oh, Flintstones. Oh, okay. You never okay, met okay. them. Flintstones. You never met them. I I, I have meet the Flint. Yeah, I have. They are the modern Stone Age family. Yes. Yeah. Where were they from? Bedrock. Uh, the town. Era, no, they're from the town of Bedrock. Bedrock, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a place right out of history. History. Yeah, Fred's you know, the top. I was talking the song. I was talking. I was literally talking the song. <laughs> Fred's the top because he says, Yabba dabba do. <laughs> yabba dabba do me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why is he a top? Because he says, Yabba dabba do. Yeah. He's a headliner, so he's got to be. So he, he, has to a, he has to have a phrase while he's banging. Hmm. Yeah, kind of like Arnold has his "I'll be back," and then Fred. Well, why do you have to have a phrase if you're banging? Like, I don't have a phrase when I bang. Well, because you know? that's why you're not a top. Like you're maybe, not a top. maybe I would get, I would get, I would bang more mm-hmm. if I had a phrase. Maybe I should create a phrase for myself. Okay, you know? Jamie, phrase. I'm gonna give you yeah, one right what, now. What, Can I just phrase? steal Fred's? Can I just be like, no, "Yeah, whatever, dude"? No, 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 you have to make it up. I'm gonna make it up. That's copyright infringement. You know what Jamie's phrase? I'm like, "Shabba dabba do." You're just gonna say. No, you be shabba ranks. Okay, you can't be shabba ranks. Okay, it's probably gonna be something race related. Race related. Like, you're like, I'm, I'm fucking Indonesian today. <laughs> okay. Speaking of that, that's a good, that's a good point. Okay, I'm where are you from? Where, where, where Korea, are you from? I'm from Korea. Korea. Okay, uh, so what is Korea known for other than... Kimchi. Kimchi? Take this kimchi dick, bitch. No, that's horrible. I, I yeah, can't say that. Yeah, that's more She American would stop ass. having sex with me. Exactly. <laughs> I would stop having sex with you if you yeah. said that. Um, yeah. Well, you have to... It has to be... It has to be it's, cultural. Um, what cultural. about uh, I'm coming in a bowl of pussy? Like... <laughs> you always, you always, you always have that bowl of rice joke. Yeah, what's the yeah, what's up with the rice? Did you um did you yeah, modify I have, uh, that or is it more like um, cream cheese? What what's the um, Well, the whole joke I, I I I did I based it off of this joke um from um what's his name? Theo Vaughn, right? Theo Vaughn has this joke. It fucking kill every time I I've seen him do it. It fucking kills. It floors everybody for like a minute straight, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just one line. All he says is so last week my cousin got bit by a gay guy. You know? Uh, and people <laughs> just fucking laugh for a minute straight because there's so much going on there. There's so many like, you know, like you Where's think of go? zombies, you know, like, is he going to turn into a gay? It's so fucking hilarious. Right? What is the punchline? His punchline is. That's oh, the we'll fucking punchline. His punchline, no, his punchline is. Oh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah so we'll see. <laughs> and, he, and he literally says that like a minute after the joke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's That's fucking hilarious. amazing. And I was like, I want something like that. I want like, I want a joke where I can just say it and it'll get laughs just from the visuals, you know? Okay. Um, so mine was uh, the other day I came into a bowl of rice. You know, and it's just, it's just a very visual joke because the rice is white, the cum is white, 
the bowl is probably white. It's just a very white looking thing, and then mm-hmm. you come into it, and you probably can't even see the cum because it'll just kind of disappear. Well, if it'll it were just... yellow, maybe maybe that would be the visual. What the cum? Yeah, because you're Asian. Right? No. No, no, people, people always I'm say sorry. that. Like, I'm sorry. Don't Asian people come in yellow? Is there? Because I, I, I have no. black cum. I have black cum. <laughs> that, that was the joke well, when I, we were kids, right? Like, <laughs> black people have black cum, and uh, you know, what is that clicking? Oh, that. Oh, my oh, pants. Oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. <laughs> I had a nervous. Tip yeah, like there. black people have like black cum, and then like people always like when they make smoothies, they're like, oh, this is like a Hulk jizz. <laughs> you know, like no, cum is Who all white. Know? Cum is all white. No matter what color you are externally. We're Come all white is inside. White. Are you yes. saying we're all white inside? Baby making stuff is all white inside. Okay. That's that's sad, right? That kind is sad. that is pretty sad. I mean, um, well, I mean, it is what it is. So I mean, it's we're all outside. Um, that beautiful color is beautiful. But black so. men can call their penis a BMW. Why? Black man's wiener. <laughs> <A BMW. laughs> I thought it was different. Black man's wagon. But gosh, wagon you... is wagon is if you're PG thirteen, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the BBC. It stands B- big for... black cock. No, it stands for big, big beautiful yeah. cake or something like that. No, it stands for big black, big black cock. I mean, that's what I've been cock. saying all these years. No, big, one. big beautiful cake. What? Yeah, big beautiful cake. You know, no, BB, BBW is big beautiful woman. Right. Which is the fat girl. You know, that's just the nice way of saying fat girl. Healthy. Like it's a BBW. Healthy. She's healthy. No, no, She's it's healthy. not. It's not healthy to be yes, overweight. It is. It is. Overweight is not healthy. I've seen some overweight women that are just like kicking Rupin-esque. ass and taking names. Yeah, there's a lot of. Sweat I, I have seen sexy ass like big girls. You know, and because they can like hold the weight, mm-hmm. so they don't have like a big paunch or anything. But like they they have weight and they can hold it nice in their in their figure. Mm-hmm. But then other girls, like, you know, they're just too much. Like, there's, there's just too much. It's, it's unhealthy. You know? around, yes. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of topics to cover here because yes, uh, we, we we've been jumping around. we got to kind of, uh, we got to back up a little bit, right? All right. Uh, so I was, was going to say, like, uh, when we were talking about Brokeback Mountain, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think uh, if I were gay and I wanted to find out if another guy was gay, I would just ask him. I'd be like, hey, do you like that movie Brokeback Mountain? And it's if they said yes, I would just assume they were gay. Yeah. Okay. That'd be a good way to find out without saying overtly, if like, if hey, are you if gay? They're open enough to. No, that, I don't think that's a good question. I think. Uh, I think you have to have a series of questions that are just <laughs> a series like, of like so like, obvious, like, like steps. Like you can you can start with that and then say like. Uh, uh, like what's your analysis? So you, you can say something like, "Oh, do you live in Hollywood?" And says, well, yes, I do. Is it West Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> um, and just, just escalate. escalate what's, what's, what's the, what's the, the next question? Yeah, um, West Hollywood. When was the last play you've seen? <laughs> <laughs> okay, when was okay. the last play? Okay, we're escalating. Okay, what's, exactly. what's after the play? Now if, they, now, if they say, like, Les Mis, if they say Les Mis, yeah. where would you go from there? Les Mis is like everybody's seen Les Mis. Yeah. You, know, you can't really get any but information. But have you seen Rent? <laughs> 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 and if they say yes, then that's is that's the That's your sign. That's really? Your sign. 100%. Huh. Rent. Rent. Yeah, so gay, rent. People, gay people have a tough, man. It's tough because not only do you have to find out if they're gay, right? Like if you see somebody you're attracted to. Gay people have pretty good gay doors, I think. Yeah, some some miss some. Well, the thing is, like a lot of them haven't. Well, I haven't done the research, so please don't quote me. Um, I would imagine that a lot of them have a good sense of what they what they look for, you know. And if it's uh-huh. not right, right, you know, it's it's no it's, it's, it's we're all human, so we all make 
simple mistakes. You know, if I mm. saw someone walking down the street with a G-string and feathers, <laughs> I would just assume. G-string and but, feathers? Yeah. I mean, that would be my assumption. But okay. then again, I could be completely They're either wrong. gay or a pelican. A pelican, <laughs> yes. They could be, they could be spreading the boat. Because they come just... up with holidays every single day. There's national, like, plaster day. There could be a national pel- or yeah, a peacock you, day you, where you they can, just want to. Yeah, today, today is Batman day. Is it Today is National oh, Batman is. Day. I did not. Oh, know I did that. not know. I'm pretty sure Batman didn't know that either. That. Yeah. Well, no. DC doesn't know anything, so let's just get all that. But, but yeah, if you're a gay guy, not only have to find out if somebody's gay, but you also have to find out if they're a top or a bottom. You know, there's like all these categories that you have to kind of fit into. You know, wow, it's, a, it's a tough gig, I think. Right? Well, at the same time, gig. like they're they're. It's not like you know dating. A, woman <laughs> in terms yeah, of yeah like you don't ask a woman like do you like it in like, the vagina or the <laughs> well yeah you can be a lot more direct like it's it's you okay could. Like you could but just realize the uh outcome of those questions you know yeah they're yeah they're to gonna be. assume like if you ask somebody are you a top or a bottom they're gonna be like oh this guy wants to fuck you know but so they, it's gonna yeah, be they're, they're all out to fuck man like are they I don't know if all gay guys are like, like you know, I mean, if they're on are we talking, are you talking about women or, or, gay, or gay guys? Gay guys. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't know what they're out for. Yeah. Um, we got to ask Eric when he comes yeah, in. We need yeah. to ask we gotta, these are quite, these are important questions, man. Um, this is about me. So let's talk about <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's go back let's to, go back to Kelly. Yeah, let's, let's go we back, back to up Kelly. a little bit more. All right. Uh, yes. Uh, what, okay. So, uh, this is not quite about you, but we, we were still on that question. What did you first think when, when you, uh, when you saw me? Oh, um, I now thought... it's about you? First impression of <laughs> me. That was, that was our question. Okay. Well, the funny thing with me is, like, I think when I first see a person, there's always a song that pops in my head. And whether it's maybe something they said or maybe it's something wearing. So when I first saw Jamie, my first impression was, everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. But you did you do do a fucking awesome mm. kung fu move. I do, I do you, a kick on stage. You do a kick on stage. And when kick you on did stage. that, that mm. confirmed the song in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, when you went up stage, when you, let me see, what was your, your first bit was about, um, what was your first your first I don't fucking remember. Neither do I. I'm trying I'm looking off into this plastering ceiling and I'm thinking to myself, he I remember you said something I think your first the first joke that stuck in my head about you mm-hmm. was the cum joke. Okay. Yeah. You did yeah. And I was like, okay, this guy is this guy is What about the, oh yeah, maybe is this the toilet is, is what this guy <laughs> It's the toilet kicks. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was the toilet kicks. No, that came later. That thing. You were you were working on it, and then you when you did the showcase. That's when you that's when you mastered the toilet. The toilet kick. Yeah, and there was like a twisting of your foot as it was in midair. I was like, that's impressive. (laughs) I'm like, dude, I couldn't even keep my core balance. Um, Yeah, but it was like, oh, I know. And what made a difference was. I think the class before that, Xiao was in there. Xiao, remember? Xiao? Yeah, Xiao oh, was yeah. Xiao yeah. was one of our friends. He's a Chinese uh, guy with like a really thick Chinese accent, like barely understands English, but still does stand up comedy. Exactly, pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, he he he's he's what's the word I'm looking for? He's an inspiration. That's chink, yes. I think is the word. You're chink. And then you went up after dirty, him, dirty like, chink. You're like free flowing. Your English is perfect. I was like, oh, okay. So now I can understand what he's saying, and I was like, dude, that cum joke. That's your that's your centerpiece. Really? Because I'm I'm on this kick now of like no uh, sexually, uh, you know, or, or no jokes about my dick. Essentially, that's, uh, I've, gone, very, I've gone on a it's no- a very light kick. You know, it wasn't a very strong kick. Cause I think you still have an efficient, uh, like a like a, a, a what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, 
not an addiction, because that would be funny if he had an addiction. I'm to addicted his dick. to my dick. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> makes sense. It, it does. It, it does. But yeah, I'm I'm on a kick of no dick jokes, and okay. my last couple sets, no dick jokes. Awesome. There it's were some dirty job. ones, but nothing. How did you feel? How did you feel? Yeah. Did I, fe- you feel I felt. Like empty? It's I felt. I felt. Right? It was harder. It was harder. Oh. But at the same time, so like, you know, I, I enjoyed the challenge of because dick jokes are just so easy for me. You know, like okay. they just come naturally. I can I, I can think of a million pe- dick jokes. It's about know? penile narcissism, right? Basically, yeah. Okay, you I have a know million that you of just those. Had like two you, know? diff- you had two jokes in your denial. You had hard, it's hard to do a non-dick joke, and you say they come so easily. So, I mean, you're just, like, joking about the non-joke. Which yeah. Is, so, it was harder, but, like, I, I enjoyed the difficulty level, you know, okay. like, my meeting the it challenge of it. forced you to think outside yeah. of your mm-hmm. dick. Right, okay. right, right. And, and I realized just how many dick know? jokes I make. Like, you know, hanging out with my friends, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, like, uh, you know, trying not to make dick jokes. And I'm, like, I have no jokes. I have, like, nothing. I'm not even funny anymore. You need yeah. new friends. I need new friends. <laughs> I just need to develop my non-dick sense of humor. You know? He has really normal friends. Yes. Like, they're disturbing. Yeah, I have like, I have like Christian normal friends. They're it's kind of crazy. Just, it's disturbing. How it's nice though. You know, it's nice to have normal friends sometimes. Right? It, they balance you. Yeah. They keep you in in check. So, yeah. All right. Dick check. So that's how we met, and uh, yeah, we've been good friends since. Uh, mm-hmm. Done a lot of classes and stuff. Uh, we're still we trying to get you to do an open mic. We're, we're yeah, I gotta fucking do an open mic, you know. Yeah, um, we get you out there. But uh, but yeah, let's talk about you, Kelly. Okay. It's, the show is about you. Yes. It's about Kelly fucking yes. Swanson. Let's talk about Man, me. It's about Kelly Swanson. Yes. Everyone talks about uh, me. This is a question we ask every because it's called Open Mic or Comedy Podcast. Mm-hmm. What is it that got you into comedy? Um, pain. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's always pain. It's always it's pain. Degree. Actually, what got me? I'm going through what I like to call a midlife crisis. Is when you have a crisis in the middle of your life. Okay. Um, I've always been the person that, um, when I when I was in school, I, I was never the guy that got the girl. Right. I was the guy that got to be the friend of the girl that every guy wanted. Uh-huh. So I was like the I was like the therapist, like the Phil Donahue. Mm. You know, all the hot girls would come. You were the like, shoulder to I lean on. Oh, that sucks. That's yeah. the worst. Yeah, yeah. my theme song was Because the shoulder me. has a dick, and that dick gets hard. It, yeah, it's more of a shoulder blade, so it gets cut <laughs> very easily. Um, so I got into, uh, when I was young, I did, uh, worked in the service industry. I did massage therapy. And so everything about me was about healing or about giving i was never a very aggressive person Uh um so i got into comedy as more of a i've always i've kind of flirted with the entertainment industry for years right you know i did a little acting here and there when i was a kid and you were a kid actor i i was a kid actor what did you do yeah um i acted stupid when i was (laughs) no i did um a show called um Gosh, it's so long ago. Uh, Small Wonder is about like a little oh, robot whoa, girl. Oh, whoa, are you serious? Well, no, you did Small awesome. Wonder? You were in an episode of fucking Small Wonder? I was in a few episodes. Holy shit. Extra. I was in like, just extra background oh, stuff. Oh, okay, okay. And, you know, I wasn't like So you man. never talked to Evie? What, what, was her name Evie? What was her name? Uh, Vicky. 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 Was Evie was the fucking alien who stopped time by uh, putting her fingers together. Bing! Right? That wow. was Evie. That was another uh, show that I'd never heard out, of. Out of this world, I believe it was <laughs> called. But anyways. Okay. That was, um, the, the fucking Small Wonder show was the stupidest show ever. It is. Ever. Oh my God, but I it loved so it. so dumb. But just being on yeah. the set. And then when I was young, it was like, 
I would do, I would go like Thursday and Friday. We would tape the show on Friday. Thursday, we'd have the day off and we'd go in and rehearse. And it was like, it was like a, a little vacation, mini vacation. Did you ever um, meet that girl? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Tiffany Brissett. She was. Tiffany Brissett. Tiffany Brissett was her name. And I then, wonder what she looks like now. Uh, she's actually, what is she doing now? She's like a nanny or something like that. I was reading up on. Wow, like, really? Huh. Yeah. That's fascinating. And like the little kid, Jamie, he had a hard ass life. Whoa. The little, the little uh, like chubby kid with the yeah. bull oh, haircut. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he that's, had uh-huh. a hard ass life, and I feel, I feel bad. I mean, he was kid the actors, star right? of the show, yeah. but he had like outside of the show. Well, he it, wasn't really the star. I think the, the well, Vicky well, it was, was a kid the show. star. Yeah, right? but yeah. he was yeah. like sort of the. But yeah, Jamie star. was the everyman, and like he, yeah. he kind of, he kind of drove the show in a way because yeah. he, he was the personality. It was focused on kids, and he yeah. was not the robot. He was the kid kind of leading the robot into the real world of yeah. human life. So he kind yeah. of like led it. For anybody that hasn't seen the show, it's basically a show where I think the dad is like a robotics engineer, yeah. and he creates a daughter who he tries to pass off as a real girl, yeah. and uh, she's called the Small Wonder. Her name is Vicky, and she talks like this. And nobody knows she's a robot, even though she talks like this all the time. You know, <laughs> like, well, you know I think like later kids. on in the, in the series, they kind of humanized her and they gave her like little tweaks. So she, oh, there was a point they they interviewed her and she's like, half of the lines like she had a hard time saying some of those lines as a robot. So they said, <laughs> you know, let's make her human. So they tried to. Oh really? They gave her like a personality. Yeah, they gave her personality. Did they like? I mean, then they did like one of those like evil Vicky versus good Vicky type of things. And like, she got a chance to be like a real human, <laughs> which was really, really good for her. I was happy that she was able to break out of that robot mode. Oh man. But if, uh, yeah. I, and the thing is like, there were, and she would always wear the same shit. Yeah. Like they never fucking changed yeah. her. I mean, Hey, thing. how about you change your fucking robot daughter once in a while? You I know? Remember, there was, some different clothes. There was like a little, there was like a, this online sort of petition about small wonder and how it like was closeting like homosexuality and how, you know, her being hmm. in the closet, was like a like a like a metaphor metaphor yeah okay. and i was like wow i didn't and she has that. this inner strength that nobody can see like yeah, every time exactly. somebody's tur- back is turned like she lifts like a car or something mm-hmm. you know like yeah. that's like yeah. Yeah. It was every deep. episode it was really you really know, deep. If, huh. if they made small wonder today they would just say she's autistic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want to hear the theme song for that one. Oh man <laughs> they should do a small wonder today that would be awesome yeah. i think uh well, they're rebooting everything, so they might as well just go ahead and do it. It'd be out Saturday morning, so yes, we'll do it. Yeah, but um, it's, it's completely believable if you just mm-hmm. say she's Oh, with the CGI stick. they have nowadays, trust me, they can yeah. make anything believable. That CGI they had back in the day, the green screen, oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. So anyways, you were, uh, you were a kid actor. Kid actor. I moved to Philadelphia. I did uh, what I like to call the reverse Will Smith, so I moved to Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, basically my life was like Carlton moving to the ghetto. If you really so you were kind of a Carlton character. I, I'm uh. a Carlton. I, I I mean, listen to my what what what, what high school? Voice. What high school did you go? When did you move to Philly first? Here's of all? the thing. Um, I was going to, I was in Northridge at the time, and I was about to go to Granada Hills High School. Northridge, very white, right? Very, yeah, very white. I'm sorry. I was like the single black kid. Like I actually had two. There were two other black guys that. Um, I grew up with one was a skater and the other went to private school. Oh my God! Yeah, wow, yeah. that is a uh, and the guy that went to correct. private school. There's an interesting kind of, assortment of of three black fellows. Exactly, they put us in different sections of the of the of the valley so that we were uh-huh. quite you know you know. Formed. Were they all in your school? No, no? I met them. Uh, well, one of them, the skater, was in my school. The other one who went to uh, private did, school. Did you ever get confused with the skater, even though you you looked nothing alike? No, not at all. Because I would get confused with this kid named Charlie Wang. And this kid, Charlie Wang, was like four foot tall. He had a bowl haircut. He didn't even speak the language. He was really good at math, though, you know? Mm-hmm. And teachers would always fucking call me Charlie. And I was like, I look nothing like 
fucking Charlie, man. I think Charlie's a were, fucking chink. Those were the teachers that went to Nam. Okay, they were <laughs> yeah. in Nam. Okay, they were like, that's Charlie. That's Charlie. Fuck, man, fuck. <laughs> I still get that shit. Every time there's another Asian in the room, like people always confuse me with that other Asian. That's you know? okay. I get yeah. that with Denzel a lot. Yeah, you know, it just confuses <laughs> us together. That's good. All right, such, so you're Northridge. Such for him. Uh, so Northridge, I was gonna, I was going to go to Granada Hills High School, which was the alma mater of John Elway, big and famous uh, football player, and right before then. My family got moved to Philadelphia. My dad worked for a, a pharmaceutical company. Okay. Um, so he was like a corporate drug dealer, I like to call it. <laughs> so they moved mm. him to Philadelphia. And that's wait, wait, I, wasn't he a CHP dude? Like, oh, I I apologize. My my real father was a CHP. Oh, okay. My stepfather. Oh, was okay. Is the drug? So I had like a drug dealer and a, and a and a cop. Two dads. That's dads. Two dads. That's, two dads. That's which so was a great show back in the day. You that's, know? Yeah. yeah, that's a that's my a sitcom dads. in and of itself, right there. My you know? two dads. Yeah, one drug dealer, one cop. <laughs> Where did I fall? Um, so anyway, yeah, we moved to Philadelphia, and that's when I sort of got into uh, theater. I started doing theater. I worked at this. Uh, I didn't work, but I attended this all black theater. It was called the New. Freedom Theater. Whoa. Wow, that sounds awesome. Oh, it was And that was awesome. like in the 80s? It was in the late 80s, late like 80s. early 90s. Eight, late 80s, awesome. early 90s. Yeah, we, uh, this school, it really taught me who I needed to be because, again, I was the one black kid in the thing, and I moved to Philadelphia, and it's like I've never been surrounded by so much blackness in my life. I was like, I found my life. <laughs> and Did you get typecast? Um, as got, what, as the black guy? <laughs> <laughs> all black cast. I honestly, I kid cast? you not. I applied. I, I auditioned for this show that they was being. They they were doing the show. It was called Under Pressure. It was about okay. life in the inner city. Okay. Okay. And when I auditioned, I got the role of the main character, who was his name was Tyrone. Mm-hmm. I know. I know Tyrone. And uh, he that's was a far stretch from Kelly. You know, that's, that's a one eighty right exactly. there. Exactly. And I was so happy that I got the part. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the studying. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. You didn't learn the, the, the ebonics and, and stuff? I didn't learn the no. ebonics. I didn't. Mm. I remember uh, my, t- my uh, director, his name was Johnny, uh, not Johnny Hobbs. His name was um, Johnny Allen. He was this like short, black, little, little, little guy. He was like maybe five foot two. And he wow. had this smile that would just go on for days. And I remember him looking at me as I was doing one of the lines. He's like, Kelly. And this is how he talked, I swear. Like, Kelly, how you doing? How you doing? Listen, um, you. You, you 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 never you never held your Johnson, have you? And I was like, <laughs> never held Johnson? your Johnson? Yeah, he would do. This is like oh, in front of, this oh is like in front like of a the thug, class. like the thug. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like uh-huh. you, you never just just held your Johnson, right? I was like, uh, no, my last name is Swanson. He's like, no, 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 no. Have you just held your Johnson? Just, just hold your Johnson. And this, is, <laughs> I swear to God, this is what he did. Just hold your Johnson. Just, just man, in front of the class. That's hilarious. So the like, things that go on in black acting class. Oh, yes, this is, yes. <laughs> you don't want unless you are expo- you want to expose yourself. Come to a black acting class. So he's like, just, just hold your Johnson. So I held my Johnson. Very reluctantly, because I've never done this before. And I, he said, oh, just go ahead and say all the lines. Say the lines. And <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, line. I'm like, I'm holding my Johnson. Where, where is this going? Where, <laughs> what oh kind of class gosh. is it going to be? And so he gave the – he actually – because I couldn't do it. I, I was so I was so suburbanized that I couldn't mm. really adapt to the life. So right. he gave the role to someone else. I remember going home on the bus that night, and I just cried. Oh. I was like – but I told myself – I'm going to get that part again. I'm going to get the part. So I did it. I auditioned the next season, and I got the role. Awesome. 
Man, so. you need to have a bit about that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a fucking just, great story, you man. You, that's Johnson, that's like a him. that's a ten minute bit right there that you can do, man. That's a ten minute bit. I'm working on it as we speak, and, oh. I, and I got his voice down. So right oh, now it's just about awesome. just coding. So, it up so when you went to Philly, like you, you didn't feel like you needed to put it on, you know, like the, like put the voice on because you you were around people that weren't, you know, yeah, did you as, feel as white as you. Right? I felt I felt lost, honestly. I really did. Why? Because it was. First of all, being in a different city, a different state, on the West Coast and East Coast, there is a difference. I mean, so you were in West Philly, right? I was. Well, no, no, that was Will Smith. He was from West Philly. Okay. I was in. A, <laughs> yeah, that, I would have died. Honestly, I would have died. So West Philly is very bad. West Philly is very a bad. very, very yes. I I would not have survived. I lived in a place that was north. It was North Philly, but like north north of Philly. So it was like okay. there was this one street that separated hmm. the suburbs. From the city, I lived on the suburban area. Okay. Okay. Um, as a and, the, and, the, and the city part was bad. The city part was bad. Okay. And, and as you got into the city, it got worse. And then okay. west, it gets really bad. Yeah, west is mm. like no hope for me. No, okay. That that would be death for me. And um, I remember we lived in. The, my dad rented this. It was literally it was like a mansion. It was like a three story mm. west wing type of deal, and Whoa, it was set. Fancy. It was set back, like way on this hill. So like when I would get off the bus. The bus driver did this purposely. He let me off right in front. We had this big white gate, and my brother and I would have to walk up this long-ass driveway, mm. and our house set on this one. Jesus one Christ, that's like some fucking upper-class shit right there. Yeah, yeah, and the funny thing is, like, no one in the schools that, are, that we went to, no one knew anybody who lived up there. So uh-huh. when the bus driver would let us off, he knew that, oh, my God, if, we, if he saw the two black kids walking up those, because that was the only house you saw. Mm-hmm. There were like houses in the back that no one saw. But of course, we lived in the first one. So people, we walked home, and then the next day when we got back on the bus, people were just looking at us like, oh, You live there? And I'm like, Can I go to your yeah. house? <laughs> and the funny thing is, this was in like the late 80s, early 90s. This is when 21 Jump Street came out. Oh, I was. Like Johnny Depp when he was like. Yeah. T- and so, narcs in schools were, were a big thing. Mm. And oh. so, when me and my brother moved from LA, to Philly, right? You show up. You're in a big ass up. house. We're, I mean, Jerry curls a whole nine yards. I mean, we look like yeah, Jerry out. curls. Well, I, I have naturally curly hair, but people uh. just assume I have Jerry curls. So I just roll with you it. Never, you never did the juice, the Jerry curl juice. I did. You did the Jerry curl I juice. I did because my mom told me I didn't need to, but I needed to have that one curl that came all the way down. <laughs> oh. my, my, every Michael has the penny loafers. Everyone. So oh mom, man, Jerry so Curl mom, juice. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Remember that guy in uh, Coming to America? That who was my favorite Jerry Curl who guy. Never remember. Who, who cannot? Who can? Him? Who can not remember that guy? Right. The soul it? glow. You make your soul glow. I would sing it. I have the high pitched voice. I can do that, but I might break <laughs> all your all your mics. But yeah. Um. So. We became, there was one guy who was like the neighborhood drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> he like came around the house and was trying to be all friendly because he just wanted to know who we were. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that until like I started looking. I, you know, it's in hindsight, 2020, you look back, you're like, that was the only reason why he came over to the house. Just to see if you're narcing Yeah, if we're narking on him, but yeah. So you're the black Johnny Depp. Yes. Penthouse or whatever. Penhall, Penhall. I don't know. Was, I, I, was, yeah, I never watched. I was too. I'm a little. You I'm, I'm a little younger than you. So like, I, it was like I was a child when that came out. So it was. Oh. It was too mature for me. Like I didn't oh, yeah. get it. You know. Okay. I was still watching like uh, fucking Muppet Babies and yeah, shit like Captain that. Captain you know? Muppet Babies. Like, yeah. yeah. Captain Planet. Yeah. Captain Planet. Yeah. Ninja Turtles and all that kind of stuff. Wow. So I was still, I was still a little baby back then. Wow. Yeah, I'm old. Yeah. I'm an old guy. But I love it. 
Um, awesome, man. That's yeah. that's great. Um, yeah, move from L.A. to, to Philly. Uh, but why were you still going to like a, a like? Uh, uh, like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Like, if you were living in a house like that, wouldn't you be going to like a private school? Your parents didn't want to put you in a private school. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, my my. Parents, you had the funds, obviously, right? Like, well, you grew up my dad had the funds. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he wanted to keep us real. He wanted us, and I, I would, I was never private school mentality. Right. My family was never private school mentality. We never, we never thought of ourselves as upper echelon. We were like, hey, keep us, keep us with the real folk, because I never. I remember when I was 13, I never had aspirations to go to college. Mm-hmm. I never. Yeah, I, never, I think that's important. But to if, if you don't feel like you have to follow that traditional path, then don't. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is mean, it because nobody else had the aspirations to go to college? Or is it because like you personally just didn't have I aspirations? Pers- I personally, Other people did. I, right? I personally did not have. I, because I, I was able to see what college, in, in my view, my little right you know suburban view it's like why would you okay at 16 17 18 you don't know what the hell you want to do with your life and i never thought of you know what was the point of spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into something that you'll change in the next five ten years you you don't know who you are i feel you don't find your your groove you don't find your strength you don't find who you are until you're in your at least late to mid thirties. Yeah, you know that, you know that's that's so interesting, right? Because th- that's very true, and like you see that now a lot these days. Mm-hmm. You know, all these people who've been working for you know like six, seven years, they're just like, I don't fuck this. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to do this. I never or, wanted to do this. Or the, the, you know? the philosophy was, you know, you go get to college, go get your degree, get a good job, and it's like if you get that, if you're able to get that good job. How long is that job going to last you until they start downsizing, or they start cutting back, or they start looking for ways to save money? And all that inf- all that knowledge that you accumulate, and all the debt, and it's like, okay, well, we don't need you because we got yeah. From a decision, from a decision that you made when you were eighteen years old, you know, where you exactly. just knew absolutely nothing, right? Yeah. There's this uh, thing that Jim Carrey says that that I find uh, really awesome. Like he's talk he talks about his dad who uh, was, was funny. Like, he says his dad is, like, the funniest person he's ever known. Jim, fuck, fuck, fucking Jim Carrey says that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's like, uh, you know, but he was an accountant, right? Um, and he, impressive. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he said, like, uh, he never pursued his dream because he, he wanted to be on stage, mm-hmm. you know, but he never did it. But then, like, you know, when he was, like, in his 40s, like, he got fired from being an accountant, right? So mm-hmm. uh, Jim Carrey says, like, you know, that was the first time I realized that like, you can fail at something you don't want, you know, as opposed to, like, Failing at your dreams is one thing, but failing at the thing that you didn't want to do, <laughs> that's fucked. That's yeah. that's the worst indignity, right? That's true. That is so, so might as true. well fail at the thing that you want to do, right? That's so true. So true. And, you know, Jim, and, like, he's he's an inspiration because what he did was, um, you know, the famous story, you know, he put uh, a check in his Yeah, $10 million check, you know. And, and that, that that is a testament to striving to do something you want to do. Right. Because when you think about it, when you have, when you have, okay, there are people who obviously need to go to college. They they need to because that's where they yeah. need to thrive. They need that structure. Yeah, if you if you want to be a doctor or something, then fucking go to college. Please, you want to be a nurse. You want to be an yeah, accountant. Yeah. Go to fucking college because yeah. you need to do that. You can't just be like I'm going to be a doctor and get a job at a hospital. You can't do that. Exactly. You need to go to school. But exactly. like for certain things, you don't really need to go to school. You know, and more and more things you don't need to go to school. Exactly. Right. And I remember like my dad was like a, as I said, he was like pharmaceutical executive blah 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 and i was artistic not autistic artistic child so i was always creating stuff 
And I remember when I went to uh, this artistic in what way? Like uh, painting, drawing, expressive, language, what? Drawing like murals on my walls and stuff like that, and oh. pictures. And um, and my dad was like very business. And I remember going to a restaurant with him when I was really, really, really young. I was like maybe twelve. And I'm I'm a service. I'm in the service industry. Um, serving. I love it. I love dealing with people, all sorts of backgrounds. Okay. And I remember him getting a check. He got a check and he opened the book. He the check was like eighty nine dollars or something like that. He put the money for the check on one side, and then a twenty dollar bill on the other side. And in my mind, I was like, "What? Well, why would you separate that?" And he told me. He said, "Well, you put the money. This is a tip. If someone does a good job, you show them gratitude." And I was like, "Dude, I've never seen my dad give anybody money like that before. That's awesome!" So that was like <laughs> that was like a goal for me. I want to please my dad. So that's uh, one of the reasons I got into service. Right. Because it was one of those things where. My dad was happy when someone took care of him. Mm. I want to be able to do that right. to other people. So when I see like six, seven-year-old kids and I'm dealing with them and everything, and I think to myself, dude, you could be the next me. Now, that guy, <laughs> the server that did that, he's probably dead and gone now, but it's like he had no idea that impact that he had on me right. about him ability, his ability to please my dad. Mm-hmm. And like if you can just touch a, someone's heart like that, in a way yeah, that even if you're things. like you know, even in, in whatever job that you do, it doesn't have to be it like a have to be you know, expensive and right. Just do, that's what's awesome about do like, the best uh, you can at whatever you can, no matter what. Whatever yeah. you're doing, you know, do it the best. And I, I have trouble with that. Yeah, you know, like I mean, if if you go to like Japan, um, what's kind of amazing is um, you'll find that like like everybody that has a job like takes a lot of fulfillment and what they do no matter like where they are in society like yeah it can be like a, a convenience clerk or, or or whatever and like like they just they, it's you pride know, of quality it's pride of pride, pride yes. of what you do yes. no matter what it's everybody needs everybody yeah and, and this it's, I, I think for me like that that's something i've been kind of dealing with uh lately is uh you know just yeah I, I was i've been a manager for the last like six seven years you know and i just i freaking hate it you know like mm-hmm. it's it's horrible because you're dealing with all these other people you know mm-hmm. and uh, one of the one of the things that i realized about myself is like i just need to constantly improve at something you know mm-hmm. like i need to be better at something by the end of the day than I was at the beginning, right? Yeah, okay. Um, and, and with management, I just don't feel that, right? So I was just like, fuck it. So I started, you know, got, going back to like drawing and stuff like that because I loved drawing as a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did it like, I, you know, I was a comic book artist when in my 20s and stuff. So I just, you know, I, and, and doing that, I'm just like, wow, this is amazing, right? Because I can track my progress. I can constantly get slightly better at something over yeah. the course of a day and then like by the end of the week and then by the end of the month like you can see your progress it's you your know? it's your progress yeah exactly yeah right? it's not standard by you know oh well the corporate days that you have to yeah reach fuck all that goal. shit man it's stupid yeah. like i just i don't want to live like that you know like i just i don't want that in my life anymore those are the worst know? those are the worst two years of my life when i had to i had to be i had to become a manager because uh-huh. my wife and i we moved to fill to uh, san francisco which was yeah, expensive as hell. Right, and then it's, it was like, dur- yeah. So you were like a restaurant manager. I, I was a, I was a server. Well, actually, uh-huh. I was massage therapy, and then we moved to uh, San Francisco because they, the spot that I was working uh, which up area? Uh, the, the spot itself was in downtown. Okay, like, but I, we moved yeah. into the outer Richmond area, okay. which was you know. Yeah, yeah I still real. live around there. Yeah. Okay, it's, yeah, very nice. Okay. You know, very neighbor. But we moved at a time before the uh, stock market or the uh, oh yeah the tech financial crisis. Two thousand eight. Oh, yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah. So my wife got hurt. She stopped. She had stop work because we were both doing therapy. So she got hurt. Then we had the boom, the the fall. 
Uh-huh. So like our economy just plummeted because no one's yeah. getting massages when they're losing their houses. So I had to. Be right, it's a luxury item. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like I can deal with that. I'll get you know some Bengay or something like that. You know they're fine. But I had to become a manager because I needed to move back down to Southern California, and the only way I can do that was if I were to get transferred. I couldn't do it as a server. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let me bite the bullet. I became a manager, and it was the worst two years. It's fucking horrible. Like, it's oh, just man. it's just the you're worst. You're babysitting. You're babysitting. Yeah, you're essentially a babysitter, and you have to deal with babysitter shit. Yeah. And that's your professional yeah. life, and you just don't get better at shit, you know? Yeah. And, and that's just, it's soul-crushing. You're you know? like you're like the peanut butter and jelly in the jam sandwich, you know. Oh you, got, my you got the management is the top bread and the servers are the bottom bread and you're just the mush in the middle. They oh just no. keep pressuring you, pressuring you. And you don't taste good when you're mush. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You just don't. So Yeah, and uh I, I don't know who said this, but like somebody I, I I think it was Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you know you guys know who Jordan I Peterson know who is. He is. Yeah, but he was saying that like uh, if you do something you hate, you know, uh the worst parts of you are gonna get bigger and bigger. And the greatest parts of you are going to get smaller and smaller until they completely disappear. And all that's left is like your worst shit, like the, the worst parts of yourself, you yeah. know? And I just felt that coming out in yeah. my life. And I was like, fuck, I need to do something else, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and don't make someone else's job easier because what they do is they, as managers, they put you in those situations where, well, you got to handle this, you got to handle this. And the people who are on the ends, they're so far away. Mm-hmm. That's why I love being a service. Like, okay, I can leave that to you. Right. Let me just make my money. Yeah, you're happy. just there so. to like serve those people, and oh. you, you can kind of get better at that every time you do it. You know, yes. you can get you know uh, more knowledgeable and shit, and yeah. and that's what you do, right? And you're yes. just you're you're done. Yeah. At the same. end of the day, you're fucking done. Clock out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, mentally, you're done. Exactly. You know, like as as management, you're never fucking done. Mm-hmm. You know. You wake up in the middle of the night like I forgot to order. I forgot yeah. to order the. I forgot to order this. Oh, this Look. fucking person's gonna call off sick. <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ! Well, how am I gonna fill that slot? You know, <laughs> like. Jeez. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh Absolutely. yeah, don't be a fucking manager. Yeah. But anyways, the, the question was, uh, how did you get into comedy? And uh, we've been we've been going yeah, down so some yeah. some really it's, awesome it's, it's kind of uh, different channels. Yeah, it was. Uh, and yeah. where are we at right now? You're we were talking about the. Um, oh, we're in Philly. Uh, mid- midlife right? midlife crisis is where. Yeah, but yeah. you backed up and you're back in Philly. I'm back in Philly. Right? You're doing. You're doing a, um, yeah, what happened? I, I was doing massage therapy, and I decided I need to come back out to L.A. because it was just uh, very stressful. Very stressful out there. So living in LA, I felt free. I felt just like, okay, let me just do this. And I actually wanted to pursue acting because I took a um, uh, a class in Philadelphia. It was like a sort of like a modeling audition thing. And I remember you can learn how to model. Yes, I mean there's like there's different types of walks. <laughs> okay. I love your yeah. I love your surprise. You can learn, like, how, to you can learn how to model. It's called a model walk. You know, it's like. Wow. Yes, yeah, but that's like all a, you really have to learn is how to walk, essentially, right? Like maybe how to, to pose a little yourself. bit. Maybe you know, they have I a class where you put the apple on your head and you have to walk with the apple on the your Alexander head. technique where you straighten your back and all that mm-hmm. kind of shit. But mm-hmm. it's like, but you have to look fucking amazingly good, you know, yeah. before all that shit, or else it doesn't work out. Yeah, you know, that's you can't, funny. Like, you can't be a fucking hunchback with perfect posture, you know? Like, <laughs> just and, yeah, be you know, genetic trash and taking all these classes. You can't be a fat Asian guy, you know? And just, and you can't. There's just a market decide. for that. There's got to be a market. There's, there's, a market. there's, there's no market. market. There's no, there's no market, market for fat Asian I guys. There's, there's zero market. There's Asian market that you can definitely... What you know, what market is there for fat Asian? The there's one down like, the street. It's, it's on Van Nuys Boulevard. Size. It's called the Fat Asian Market, okay? There's, <laughs> no, there's none. There's none. 
There's the one. There's fat, fat. Every other race, there's a market for a fat Asian guy. Nobody wants them, man. I'm telling you, man. It's a, it's the ugly people that buy all the clothes because um, they want to look good inside. They want to look yeah. good. They think that they don't want to work think out. external beauty will give them <laughs> internal want, beauty. They just and that want, is a lie. They want to just buy clothes and think think that that'll that'll fix everything. You know? it's, it's the easiest way. That's true. But it it's it, it gets covers, you the least results. It covers it covers all your insecurities. Clothes will cover your insecurities. Yeah, it always feels good when you buy something nice looking, you know. It, that's and then, true. And then it wears yeah, away very quickly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Wait, yeah, so wait, wait, we kind of went on a tangent. We tangent all the time. Yeah. 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 So where were we at? Uh, we were lead, lead us down the, the the road that we were at yeah, in terms comedy. of how you got into yeah. comedy. You, you're you're doing massage. You come back to L.A. Well, as okay, as as a waiter, since I've loved it so much, you become you, so. You, okay, yeah. you're not doing massage anymore. You're you're doing. You're, well, no, no, no. I, mm-hmm. I here's the thing with my life. I there has never been a point in my life where I just had one job. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I've always been multi. Spoken like a true LA native. Yeah, you, you got to have a side hustle. So. Is, is there when you're doing massage? Is there like a like a um, an inch limit between you and the generals? Like, do you stay like? Is it like six inches? And then you're not you know going to stay six inches away from the generals at all times? Do you some like for some people is it a little like three inches? Like you know you know what's the rule there? Uh, the rule is don't touch them. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 cl- proximity though is there like a six inch rule or? Uh, well. There's there's muscular rules. There mm-hmm. are certain muscles that obviously need to be worked on or whatever, but right. it's, it's the comfort level between the therapist and the client. Oh, so now, it's different for every person, essentially, right? Yeah, I mean, everyone mm-hmm. has different comfort levels. Um, right. If you're doing it professionally, you know, you're making yeah. sure. And, uh, like, there's different rules and different regulations from people who work for spas and different rules. Right, because I mean, if, if there was like a six-inch rule, you know, like it wouldn't work for like a midget, for example, you know, because they're only like a, they're not that, they're not, they don't have that many inches. So six inches is like half their body. So you're just basically, you know what I mean? So it would have to be kind it's of a uh, relative. It's more of a finger thing. You don't use a hand. You use like fingers, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Actually, there are a lot of there are a lot of massage therapists that want to go into comedy, like Anthony and. Um, yeah, that, something that about lady. Um, um, well, it's a, I think what it is. From, from my perspective, I'm not speaking for everyone, but it's like, it's, it is a healing. It is yes. a therapeutic, you know, yes. because like, think about it. What we do, we stand up on stage, we expose ourselves. Well, I mean, like, Jamie will expose himself. <laughs> but like, emotionally. Show emotionally. my asshole. <laughs> emotionally, we'll just tell people, hey, this is what's going on. This is, and it's a catharsis, you know. You, you, you yeah. say what's going on, and you get laughed, you know. And when people are going through drama, there's, there's people, there are people out there who maybe have gone through something similar, and it's like, gosh, you just said exactly what I'm feeling. So you're just like, you, yeah, you're, I love you're, that. You're, the you're, you're, you're yeah. a, spork, a spokesman for their pain or their anguish or wow. whatever they're going through. And when you, that's an get, interesting, that's an interesting take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you've it, never had that. You've, you've had that. No, before. I've never thought that before. Honestly, I've always thought that comedy was a, kind of a selfish thing, you know. But the way to, you to a certain degree, not, not necessarily selfish, um, but like you know, like a very personal, like, like your own me, thing. This yeah, me having the right. No, yeah, I, yeah. Anything you do when you're up on stage, people are looking to you as some sort of like. If you think about it, think like you, who, who's your who's your, who's a comedian that you listen to? Is yeah, oh, the Chappelle. big ones, Chappelle, yeah. uh, Chris Chappelle. Rock, like uh, even with Chappelle, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, Chappelle. When Chappelle, when Chappelle says something, it's like you can feel like oh. I felt this same way. Mm-hmm. I, I understand what he's saying. Now he can say it in a funnier way, but the general topic of what he's talking about is 
wow, that's really deep. And right. I've always felt that, especially being a service. Like I've always wanted to just like give somebody a reason to go like, oh, I got it. I, I, I understand. So, yeah. and like my story is different from everyone else. I've, I didn't, I didn't have... As a server, you want that. How do you do that as a server? I understand how you do that as a comedian because uh, you want that recognition, right? Like, you kind of want to say the thing that everybody's thinking that nobody has put into words or has categorized, well, right? And, and that, at, at, at best, is like, that's what stand-up comedy is, right? But as a server, server, how do you do that as a server? Oh, What's the process there? I have there? fun. I have fun. What I do is um, when I have people in my section, I, I approach them and I look at them. I say, okay, what, what, what are they here for? Who are they? What's, what's going on? And the first thing I do is I look at what they're wearing. Because a lot of people wear clothing that expresses themselves, but they, right. don't, they don't think about it. Uh -huh. Okay, so if I see a guy uh, wearing a L.A. Dodger cap and another guy's wearing a San Francisco hat, whatever, you think about, okay, rivals, okay, San Francisco, L.A., what's going mm -hmm. on? And I'll, I'll, I'll address that. And they don't, they're not even thinking about it. Okay. And I'll say something like, okay, which one of you guys, which one of you guys are going to pick up the bill because I don't want you fighting. You know, and they're like a right. fighting, and I'll say L.A., San Francisco. They're like, oh, I didn't think about that. Huh? And that opens them up. They're out of their head. Right, and right, they're thinking right. about now. They're thinking about baseball. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? So it's like when you get them thinking about out something outside of why they're there, wow, it opens up a whole. Like I have this one joke. It's so funny. I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll even tell you guys. Um, we ha what we do is we go to the table and we set the knives and the fork and everything and. It's a breakfast place, so people say, well, can I have coffee? And one guy will say, well, can I have orange juice? And I'll say, sure, no problem. Let me take your knife from you. <laughs> and they're like, well, why are you taking my knife? And I'll say, oh, there's a new law in L.A. that we can't serve knives and O.J. at the same table. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it takes a while for them to get it. Uh -huh. But when they get it, they're like, oh, dude, oh, that's so bad. I did that one time. <laughs> I did that one time, and I work at a very famous deli, so we have a lot of celebrities. And I was just about to do the joke. And I looked over, and guess who's sitting in the next seat? Marsha Clark. Oh, my gosh. And That's I caught amazing. myself right before I said it. I was like, yeah, in L.A., it gets a lot of... <laughs> I think uh, she'd appreciate that joke, though. Yeah, Marsha Clark has a, has a sense wanna, of humor. I didn't want to take that chance. <laughs> I no, just she would, she would, I think she would love that joke. She would love I, okay, that joke. I'll have to. Next time she comes in, I'll make sure that you got to watch jokes, okay? <laughs> set me up set me up okay <laughs> but so essentially you're doing your act I do my act you know in, in, so in front awesome. of because I mean yeah, yeah. You, you do get like a chance to do your act when you're you know you're basically on stage everybody's turning towards you and looking at you right yeah. so it's a chance and it's a, to and it's like perform it's a, it's a captive audience I have their food they better laugh you know? Yeah, now that I think about it, like, you know, I've always been a performer in some way, you know, like yeah, a bef sure. before I was a comedian, I was a, I was a magician. I used to do oh, magic, dude. you know. Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah. You know, relating to all this, um, I, I, I had a really interesting conversation a week ago about like about the way like trees help the earth. So a lot in a lot of ways, like a stand up functions like a tree undergoing photosynthesis in, in that like Dave I miss this um, about you man I really miss it <laughs> and that like you know the trees are these solid beings that mm -hmm. are that stand tall and and we just uh, give um, we we give um, oxygen and uh, and humans are there and we and the trees also take from the people that that give off co2 yeah. I don't know if I'm even correct about like the terminology, but no. but it's a cycle that um, you know both trees and stand-ups go through that mm -hmm. uh, that makes 
the we earth the, balance. We need the water. Yes. We need the water <laughs> to feed the roots. It's so healing. Our, the water uh, is or, sort of like life experience. You know, you sometimes you have bad water, you have good water, but it feeds into the tree. The trees yeah. have leaves, and those leaves are the stories. Yes, know? everything sometimes is connected. Everything is connected. To, to just know that is healing. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And then, like when like the weather hits, you know, if you get like like a you know a you me too or something, the tree breaks, <laughs> you know, and it falls down and it destroys the entire neighborhood. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very, I, I love the analogy. It's beautiful. Yeah, Stand up <laughs> comedians that like trees. <laughs> very cool. So uh, yeah, what what yeah. got you into comedy? What what was um, just, what was the impetus? Just I think doing the jokes at the table, people like hey, everything, but yeah, everything about doing stand up. Like mm. mm, I never really thought about, and then I realized that you need a side hustle, you know, because I can't serve for the rest of my life. And, right. you know, I just decided to, you know, let me look into stand-up comedy. That's when I found Jerry's class. And the rest is history. Nice. It's Very his cool. story. It's my story. It's his story. How many years are you in? Um, I think this is, I'm going on maybe a year and a half. Roughly. year and a half? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, a year and a half, just like, well, I've, here's the thing. I've done like an open mic. Oh, I did an open mic at uh, Flappers, mm-hmm. and I thought it was just an open mic. You know, mm-hmm. hey, go up there, say, you know, three minutes. I didn't realize it was actually an audition. Yeah. Okay. And they were like, oh, well, after the Thursday, that, right? The Thursday audition? It was like a Thursday. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a Thursday or Wednesday. I'm not sure which one it was, but um, I did my three minutes, and I think Barbara, I think her name was, I can't remember her last name, Barbara Holiday was there. And then um, they called me like about a week later and said, whoa, can you do three minutes? On da, da, da? And I was like, Oh, that was okay. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so after that, that's when I was like, "Well, I can look into this," and that's when I found Jerry's class. And yeah, I I don't know if you get this from like flappers, but it, it seems like they they just kind of stop like like booking you. <laughs> like yeah, they 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 stopped booking me. I think I was scheduled to do a show. I did. I've done like four or five shows, mm-hmm. and then there was one show. And they were all booked by the same person, Crystal, I think her name was. Yeah. And then there was one show that was booked by Barbara. Okay. And I couldn't do it. Why? I had a schedule conflict. Oh, yeah, oh okay. So, so you had to cancel it. Yeah. I didn't cancel. I didn't. I told her I couldn't do it. Okay. Because I already knew that I wasn't yeah. going to be able to. Because oh. they gave me the date. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. And then, like, after that, I haven't. Yeah. That's, and this yeah, was, like, a few months sucks. ago. There, so, there's just the constant. I mean, it's L.A. So this yeah. is the constant flux of new comedians yeah, coming true. in you know and like thing is, hundreds and hundreds every so month. many different shows and so yeah. many so they have like a roster of, whoa they have a roster of like hundreds of comedians so they can mm-hmm. just pick and choose what they yeah, want exactly so if you're not there it's just hey next yeah time, come on. like the the new guys always have that that uh that beginner's luck and yeah. like fresh friends that yeah are fresh friends ones, that's that the most important part yeah, fresh friends for the bringers you know yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Friends that are laugh. You go through your you go through your your friends so quickly. So yeah, it's like, it sucks. It's really that, that aren't, that's the depressing thing about. It's comedy. like network marketing, yeah. you know. It's just like it oh, really okay. is, man. Yeah. It's like selling Amway. And shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you believe, you can do it. It's like I don't. It can get crippling it. to just ask friends for like favors in a way. <laughs> Hannah has a. I love I love Hannah's approach to it. Did you have you seen like Hannah's Hannah's gonna be on Tuesday? Yeah, she's uh she's doing comedy the comedy store now. She's doing all of the She's yeah, comedy store. She's, she's Ice House. Ice House. Yeah, she's all doing everything. Place. Yeah. Hannah, shout out to you because we love you. And um, we all love Hannah. Yeah. Um, she has this one thing. She was like, um, "What was her latest post?" She was like, um, 
come to come to see comedy. Oh, if you're if you want to see great comedy, I'm pretty sure that they'll have some before or after my set. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you hear that, you're like, I gotta see this girl. She's awesome. <laughs> but um, we're, we're at an hour, guys. We're at an hour, we? wow. hour and ten minutes. Holy oh, shit! Whoa! Holy What's, shit! Really? That, that was the wow. fastest the time went by on yeah, a podcast in a while. Just a How long did podcasts last? I mean, usually we usually, we usually go a little under an hour, so yeah. we're a little wow. over right now. Yeah. Wow. I, we broke well, the record. We have to get you back on. Yeah, we gotta get. We you. didn't even get into anything. Not at all. We didn't talk about being <laughs> black in America. We didn't talk about stupid things. We didn't even talk about marital sex. Oh like, yeah. yeah. Well, let's yeah. do Maximo's grievances. We gotta have a. We gotta. We gotta. We, we always have to have a Maximo's grievances. It okay. seems so out of place because like this Who gives has a been fuck. Like such a healing <laughs> podcast, and this is just bringing us back to negative energy. But uh, I like negative my energy. Grievance that. Maximus is uh, basic YouTube bitches. Um, yeah, let's get back to all this shit. So, that we don't um, like. uh, yeah, if okay, I discovered like you can literally type in like any random like Western female name like on YouTube, like Brittany. Yeah, they uh, like every name has or like Cynthia. a Cynthia. They all have, of like, course. A You're naming all of, of my course. family members, so I don't know. That, Brittany and Cynthia. <laughs> they, I don't have a Cynthia. They all have a vlog that are exact same clones of each other that okay. are just about like their own vanity. And, what do they have on the uh, bo- and, vlog? And it's all the same kind of topics, like like oh, uh, like like they're uh, they're like what I really like in a man, like makeup advice, like uh, <laughs> traveling, like. Uh, like uh, you know opinions like it's just uh, yeah like uh, it's it's a very uh, and, and it's not like these people are or actresses or musicians or have like real talents They're or anything people with an idea that i can change the world with my view of life they're just beautiful people that have have a name and like capitalized on it mm. and have thousands of followers but, but I, I think i think like coming from a slightly different generation as we all are you know uh, i think youtube and like these these very uh you know low production kind of easy ways to upload and get your stuff out there like instagram and youtube and all that stuff i think it's just a different kind of entertainment you know like for for us uh, in order to entertain people, you have to be like a special person. You have to have a unique viewpoint. You have to be entertaining, you know. Mm-hmm. But for uh, like, like these days, I think people are looking more to like YouTube just for companionship. Like, I just want a friend that I can spend time with, you know. Mm-hmm. And this person posts like two hours of content but these every like two are days. Awful you know? friends. Well, like, the they're, they're never <laughs> about well, the real audience. friends are awful friends as well. Sometimes here's my right? it's, it's a different. That. idea of entertainment that we have my idea about it is that we are at this point in our society we are globally connected but individually isolated it used to be where your neighborhood your friends were the people next door they were down the street you can go there you you actually hang out with physical people you 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 get on a bike and you drive and you ride a bike and you have a good time physically with your friends now it's yeah like i remember going down skating. hills on skateboards and yes. shit like that you know yeah it no, bikes with no brakes yeah and skinning your you knees how that. many kids skin their fucking knees yeah, these days you know knees. they're not yeah. allowed to because that's that's uh yeah, they virtually skin their knees yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it would hurt if i did it so i'm not even gonna try it yeah do you have any idea how expensive that would be for my insurance <laughs> <laughs> 
no. Yes, they have they have a list of all the how much it would cost for a band aid in, in a hospital. But yeah, it's like we're everyone is so connected by their phones and like they want to see what's going on outside of their neighborhoods mm-hmm. that they're not looking in their neighborhoods. So you have this yeah, visual like, so oh, I would love to be here. I'd love to be there. I'd love to be there. But like, it's yeah, schizophrenic. It is. People <laughs> just want to be in. People want to be in other people's worlds so much that they are afraid to put down their phone and say, hey, let me make the best of what I have here. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, yeah it's a con- it's still a connection though. It's just a new type of connection. It's a digital connection. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're like you know like I feel like I kind of know Joe Rogan because I listen to so many Joe Rogan podcasts, mm-hmm. right? And he's just always in my ear. And these people are just constantly in your ear. And sometimes I'm not really worried about whether this thing is good or bad. I'm just listening to it because I'm just familiar You're with the guy's with voice, the voice, you know? So yeah. it's just like, the, you know, talking to your parents, right? Mm-hmm. You're just familiar with it, right? And I think so much of humanness is just, you know, like it's not necessarily this person is the best possible friend for you. This is you're just familiar with that person. You spend time with that person, mm-hmm. so you're just comfortable with them. You know, I, I think entertainment is becoming that essentially. That's true. It's because uh, you know entertainment. You know, before we had friends, right? Mm-hmm. These days, people don't have as many friends. They don't have as many close friends. They don't know how to make friends, right? So everything is like a virtual friend. Friends you know, is like a it's of a button. it's a, a YouTube. Yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna see what this person's up to, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's a further degree of separation where you, you know, like in this case you have no input in this friendship. You know, you're just a passive viewer. And that's what people are these yeah, days, passive scary viewers. You know? me. <laughs> yeah. But it's new. I think that's what's, you know, it's scary to us because we're it's older generation. It's incredibly impressive. You know? to, be, yeah. to be a yeah. part of that switch, to be a part of, my, can you hear me? So? Yeah, to be a part of that um, transition okay. when you're just like, hey, I remember, when you can say to yourself, oh, I remember when we did A, B, C, D, it's not like that anymore. Right. As opposed to the kids now are like, you mean the phones were attached to the wall? How how did you do that? How did you how did you t- how did you see your friends? I'm like, well, we would call on the phone and we would actually say, "Hey, I'll meet you at the park at three o'clock." Yeah. We had these things called watches. You know, it wasn't an iWatch; it had numbers, and and we would say three o'clock, meet at the park. Right. You know, so they're they're they they don't have that connection, so it's easy for them to be so distant. Yeah. That, yeah. So. And you know, there's just n- this new media that people are just kind of trying to figure out and see what they can do with it. So. You know, yeah, people are just putting themselves out there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good grievance. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you have more grievances or is it it's, like one grievance? It's per just one grievance per uh, per episode. But yeah. everything I say is a grievance. So what can you say about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're at oh, one yeah, fifteen, man. Are we at one fifteen? Yeah, one fifteen. Okay. In the morning? No, no, no. One one hour fifteen. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. I was say because my wife would not like yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> when you're married, you have you have a you have a special clock you have to report to. Trust me. <laughs> Kelly, you got to come back on the show, yes, man. I would love to. Back. I would love yes. to. This is awesome. I, yeah, we haven't even t- scratched the surface. It's oh, like yeah. vibranium. We right. haven't scratched the surface. We have not scratched the, the surf. I love yeah. that. Can you do the accent for the, the yeah. black pants? I just I, I assume that you could do the accent for some reason. Yeah, I don't Kelly know why. Yeah, Kelly has this the, the, the Wakandan accent. The greatest accent. Wait, do you, wait, you want a Russian wife or you want the Wakandan No, wife? I want the Wakandan accent is what I want. Oh, you want the Wakandan, oh, Wakandan. accent? Yeah. Uh, okay, give me a line. Let me think. I, I can't. Uh, I, have to, I have to have something in my head. Something uh, about dicks. Some, <laughs> something about. Um, uh, what kind of dicks? Uh, what kind of dicks have vibranium? They have vibranium. <laughs> and when you when you when you strike the dick, you you use the energy in the in the vibranium. And it keeps and, you harder. And it gives for you, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, and. 
lose all your hair. You become bald. You look like the Dory Milaje. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be it, guys. Okay. okay. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I appreciate it. And uh, let's da- have David play us off. Goodbye. <laughs>